0: So it's come to this, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am Brian. I'm Patrick.
1: Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Uh, my name's Corey. Gadzooks.
0: Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Gad-zooks. Gad-zooks.
1: Sounds like um, an Abe Simpson word if hello. I'm right. Hi, I'm Corey. Hello. <laughs> what? Please, please, please. Do we have to from the me? introductions? <laughs> One would think you wouldn't have
0: to, but maybe that would be a good idea. So, uh, before we get started here, just a, a quick aside. Obviously, we're into July right now. It's starting to get a little bit warmer. So, we do have our windows open. Um, and it is raining currently. So, if you're hearing the little pitter-patter of raindrops, our apologies. But it is too hot to not have the windows open.
1: It's a beautiful, so, lulling sound.
0: Yeah. So, hopefully we're not putting you to sleep with our dulcet tones. The and closest thing get in to get to a the weather background. update now that Kaylin left. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is
1: some ASMR for all of you. <laughs>
0: yes. All right, well, without any further ado, why don't we jump in and get our romper room shut out.
1: Oh, Gadzooks.
2: So that could have just been That's going to be the, the subtitle <laughs> Every, of the episode.
1: Well, see, the first time I said it, Patrick laughed. So the second time uh, I said it, Patrick laughed yeah, again.
2: You've encouraged uh, <laughs> I apologize, audience.
1: Um, well, where is my mirror?
2: Oh. It's under this thing.
1: It's under this thing. Why is yes. it
2: holding up the table again? Oh, again! Really ah, I can't believe it doesn't break. This okay. table's too heavy.
1: Uh, let's see. It's clean this time. Good. Yeah, Bee's not here to, you know, annoy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, listeners. That was one reason I did it. Uh, <laughs> stop. That's my B impersonation? It's pretty, pretty good. good. It's pretty spot on. Thank you. Pretty good. I thought, Thank you. I
2: thought they were in the room with us. <laughs>
1: uh, I am looking in my mirror, and I see um, I see Mike and Susie and Maurice, known as the Boogeyman's Closet. Please go listen to them uh, if you are over 18, or if your parents just don't like you, <laughs> and let you run amok. By the way, as a side, there are some pretty cool guest on there and i mean me i'm the cool guest i'm the cool guest you're the cool we we did final destination it was really fun reese wasn't there because he doesn't like me anymore reese you can admit it
0: and he missed two weeks in a row
1: because of me
0: and then they invited me to come on for the second one And we did Cabin Fever.
1: So, you tell me, does Reese like me or not? I don't know. I don't think
0: so. So, a quick aside, it was pretty funny with Cabin Fever, because Corey's the one that actually asked me if I wanted to do Cabin Fever. And I was like, heck yeah! And I was like super excited about it, and she was like, wait, really? And I said, oh, Cabin Fever. Were Not, you thinking
2: Cabin in the Woods? Yes, I yeah, was. that would be a much
0: different episode. Which they had already done that ah, one. Ah, yes. But I was super excited about that, because that's actually a really fun movie. Cabin in the Woods is... And then, of course, Cabin Fever is... A different. Yes, very different. But I still <laughs> had fun with it, and it was a good time. So, yeah, if you want to, go check them out. Um, if you like us, go check them out over there, and hopefully like you them. like them. If you like us... And if you don't, fight us. Yes. If you like too.
1: us, you'll love them. That's true. They're much more personable than this dog and pony show i'm telling you that much
2: (laughs) more polished i imagine too yes many more episodes yeah
0: Yeah. but also just remember not family friendly so
1: like i said if your parents don't care about you and just let you run wild in the streets then that's fine listen to them by all means
3: absolutely
1: but if but if your parents care about you Wait until you're 18. All right, who else is out in out house? Well, <laughs> oh, hello. Um, my friend Caleb and Jess and my best friend Timothy and my friend Josh, who may be my second best friend. And there is uh, Count Creepyhead Mike and Matt and Carl. And um, I don't, I, I think that she listens. Hello, Sam. And hello, Nikki. And. Uh, Nikki, you're not fooling me.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll see. Remember, we had the challenge on the last episode. Patrick said that once I post the episode, which I just did yesterday, Mm -hmm. that Nikki was supposed to give us a care emoji
2: to see if she was listening. Let me look. So we'll see what happens. Well, the romper room is Uh, going on.
1: And hello to Joey and my friend Jay and my friend Steve Lewis steve lewis the human yes uh and uh, Not steve
2: lewis the dog
1: nah, yeah yeah and on to the real people uh hello tj and cash and karen and georgia and sterling k brown i should really change that up anyways hello to Durs and blake and adam and kyle and hello to uh the lonely island and bill Hader and Fred Armisen, and Natasha Leone, and her wonderful dumb voice. And hello to Aquafina. I'm a big fan of yours, and you're a big fan of me, and that's real nice of you, and I enjoy that. And hello to (laughs) Peter Cetera, Michael Bolton. As always, I hope you're happy, and I hope one day you do listen to this, and let me know that you are happy with your life. It's been a toll since nicolette sheridan left you in the 80s <laughs> um, early 90s early 90s and finally hello to my best friend silver fox himself dick gear we did it we did it Stunt. we did it
2: Thank
1: goodness side note rachel has not yet signed on to do season 11 of vanderpump even though season 11 is filming as we speak
0: so you didn't want to hold off on that for... Uh, no. They're going to use update. AI to put her in. You're
1: warm worm with a mustache. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. Well, thank you yes. for that. And actually, pretty uh, succinct this time. Like We're only at like about listen, five minutes. So listen. Not bad. Stop Carl pointing it out.
1: Carl had a problem with me last time.
0: Listen, so if you're gonna put it out there that you want feedback and you want people to tell you to stop doing no, it if they don't like it. Listen. And then if someone tells you, hey, stop doing it, you can't be upset because they responded to you. No, that's listen, true.
1: listen. You I, can't only want, criticism I only, and then I get only mad want on the I only want positive feedback. <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I have a lot of trauma from childhood, as you all know.
0: Here's what it is. So, it's supposed to be. No, of course I don't want it to go away. It's so yes,
1: wonderful. And delightful. I love it. Thank you.
2: Thank she's you. she's like Lisa in PTA Disbands, where she's like,
1: value me, evaluate me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying my name.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, thank you again. Thank you. All right. Say my name, on.
1: just like Beyonce.
0: So if you'd like to reach out to us, maybe you feel that you don't like the Romper Room shout-out. No. Out, or maybe d- you love the listen, Romper Room shout-out. do
1: not email us if you do not like the Romper Room. Keep Positive that Positive commentary yourself. only. <laughs> keep that to yourself
0: but if for any reason you'd like to reach out to us remember you can get us at email so it's come to this pod at gmail.com instagram so it's come to this underscore pod and on facebook so it's come with the number two this what
1: about twitter
2: we don't we'll talk, talk about, about twitter. twitter nobody's you can't even use twitter right now the whole oh, website's right. like crashing it's ridiculous oh,
1: really? and aren't they charging people now
2: too? yeah and the, the, he because he wants more people that, that it's mm-hmm. yeah it's a mess. This is—it's the perfect example of how you don't run a social media company. <laughs> Go watch Elon Musk.
1: You know what? You mentioned the name. Now I have to leave.
2: <sighs> storming out <laughs> because that obviously means also you him no. You also, don't uh. mention Elon's Musk. I usually call him elongated muskrat. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. All right, well, moving along here, getting into our ion
0: on Springfield segment. I actually only have one thing today. Oh, good. For Ion Springfield. So, uh, this actually did happen a little while ago, but I thought it was of note to uh, mention. So, a number of past Simpsons writers recently reformed for a Simpsons-themed Writers Guild of America picket outside of Fox Studios. The Simpsons is seen as an example of the kind of employment and series that is quickly disappearing. So Matt Selman, longtime Simpsons executive producer, organized the picket along with producer Al Jean, said, seeing this turnout certainly makes you feel grateful to be part of this creative community making an almost 40-year-old cartoon. Matt Groening was also in appearance, and he drew a few custom tunes on picket signs for his fellow WGA members. And he was quoted as saying, I am a writer. I always think of myself as a writer. I happen to draw cartoons, but writing is what it's all about. Conan O'Brien was also there in support and said that his career wouldn't have happened if it weren't for his job as a writer. He also went on to discuss talking to younger writers on the picket line and hearing their horror stories about their recent work experiences. He mentioned discussing this with Greg Daniels and he said, I talked to Greg about this a lot. We were so lucky when we started out in 1985, 86, 87. We got to exist in this other period. O'Brien said, if I was starting out now, it'd be very difficult to get my foot in the door and be very difficult to make a living. That's what I'm hearing from a lot of young writers, and that's what their experience getting started in this business is so much more difficult. O'Brien and others feel the strike is a byproduct of the industry's inability and unwillingness to directly address the structural changes that have made the employment picture more difficult for writers. Pick a Line Reunion Gatherings of writers from long-running shows have only reinforced the sense that today's biggest hits simply aren't built to go the distance for five or ten seasons or anymore, in part because of business considerations and in part because of changes in consumer behavior around on-demand platforms. It's all changing so rapidly that taking a minute and trying to figure out a way to make this more equitable and to preserve the ability of writers to make a living is really important," O'Brien said. So, obviously, they're out there doing the work, um, they're still trying to get some things done, and um, hopefully they can resolve this soon and get a, uh, a fair contract.
2: Or the writer, or the actors are going to go on strike as well. Pretty Yeah. Maybe a couple weeks, could be a couple weeks. We and
0: I know a lot of them have already expressed, you know, the the support mm-hmm. of the writers, and a lot of them have already come out in that, but... Yeah, yeah the entertainment just, industry is broken right now, it
2: needs, mm-hmm. needs to repair,
0: And it needs to be repaired. It does. So, you can't
2: have you can't have the streaming the way it is and expect to pay people these ridiculous tiny right. amounts. It doesn't doesn't work. Like yeah. T V change, therefore you gotta change the Yeah, you gotta change the model. Yeah. Thanks. So but yeah, pay people for their work. Yes. So
0: alright, um so Corey, I don't know, do you I, I know everything's all kinda tied up with Vanderpump, but do you have a final Scandaval update or are uh. we good? Should we just move on or so, because I think the last time we checked in, the reunions were still happening. Yeah. So now all the reunions are over. Yes. All the secrets have been revealed.
1: Or have they?
0: So I don't know if you have, have anything they? else you'd like to add, or are we good in the world of Have Vanderpump they been revealed? Oh boy, we're here never we go. good.
1: Have they? This
0: is a tease. I don't know, have they? Have they? <laughs> have they?
1: Um, well, supposedly Sandoval broke up with Rachel and is now dating a blonde influencer i don't know if that's true or not and rachel and sandoval are still both big liars because they were at the reunion and they're like we're telling the truth
0: i didn't know sandoval talked
3: like that and no, no i'm rachel <laughs> i can't I,
1: we're telling the truth dude that's my sandoval it's not good rachel is much better we're telling the truth we're not liars we only lied when we were having the affair but we're not liars. That's kind of what affairs
2: are all about, is lying. But we're Nobody's not, like, I'm
1: being honest. We're not liars.
2: <laughs> Especially to do they, the jazz hands like that. That
0: would really be great.
1: <laughs> they make it out like we're the liars and we're not. They are. What? Rachel, what did they lie about? Everything. Yeah. So, the reunion, they're not liars, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're yelling at literally everyone who's just yelling at them poor schwartz is smack dab in the middle of sandoval and rachel and you can tell on his face it's a very much job from arrested development <laughs> face i've made a huge mistake <laughs> and then they zoom in to hello darkness my old friend um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sandoval said a lot of not nice things about ariana that was very mean um i can't repeat them here because family friendly, friendly, friendly point,
0: like when schwartz even looked at him and was like dude like, yeah you can't say that
1: well that was his i made a huge mistake face um
0: yeah at one point he just had his hands like over his face just like oh my gosh what am i gonna do here
1: so could leave the show Well, Schwartzy's not friends with Sandoval anymore. Their friendship, kaput.
0: Uh, Until they start recording.
1: Well, nope, because Sandoval, they've already started recording. Sandoval hasn't been there. Uh, He'll
0: be there, I guarantee it.
1: Ariana has bounced back with a new man who's like a fitness influencer. Why are they all going with influencers?
0: That's what you do in Hollywood. I
1: don't know about that.
0: Especially that age.
2: They're in their 30s. Oh, old. Yeah, I'm like they're not
0: young. <laughs> they're too old to be influencer.
1: Ariana's 36. They're
0: not influencers. They're dating influencers.
1: Ariana's 36. Okay.
0: She- now, how old's this guy? Like 32?
1: i don't know how old he is honestly right, doesn't Move on. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter um so during the reunion they're not liars blah, blah blah but at the end of the reunion rachel was like um, actually i've been lying about something so maybe i am a liar they started their affair months before they were like they told everyone at the reunion they started and they were hooking up during sheena's wedding in Mexico. Brock, who is also an influencer. Wait a minute. <laughs> hmm.
3: um,
2: who gets to decide if you're an in like could I just be an influencer? I mean I guess Once you get enough followers. Yeah,
1: I guess the amount of followers decide if you're an influencer mm. or not. Can some child please email us and let us know what influencers are? And why they're important?
0: What's like you the just criteria? Yeah. You have to get the book. So, you want to be an
2: influencer. The, Job the idiot's
1: guide to the idiots, There you go. <laughs>
2: influencers for dummies. That's what I need <laughs> is an influencer for
1: dummies. Um, and so, yes, they were hooking up long before they told anyone. And um, they're just rotten garbage people. And honestly, I don't know like i know sandoval's rotten garbage person but also if this is affecting rachel as she says it is homegirl should not come back for season 11 that would just take a toll on her mentally and she would have a nervous breakdown money talks if she hasn't had a nervous breakdown already
2: maybe none of them will come back for season
1: 11 no they're already filming yeah
2: like new family something rules
1: They're already filming, Patrick. There is a spinoff, though, called Vanderpump Villas.
2: Ugh. What are they, in real estate or something stupid?
1: No, it's about her villa in France or something.
2: Great. Can't wait.
1: I'll watch an episode (laughs) and then I'll judge. But I can guarantee I won't like them.
2: It's like Cribs with Vanderpump. Vanderpump Cribs. (laughs) I would
0: actually watch that. Like if it was Lisa Vanderpump just talking about her house and everything, <laughs> I'd watch that. Her and Ken? Yes. That'd be fun. So, all right. So
1: that's 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 that, I guess. Okay. Well, thank you. Kitty and our Ar- Kitty and Ariana's sandwich shop is opening soon. Nice. It's called it's it's called something about her. So if you live in California in West Hollywood, that's where it's located. Should be called Sandwich Pumps a few a few doors down (laughs) and also if you live in california and you go there and like their sandwiches are great find out if they deliver and then deliver me a sandwich to new york yes and then deliver me a sandwich you call yourself a fan
0: all right that's so are we tabling the Scandival update for a while, or I suppose we'll wait and see what happens. Let's if wait and see what happens. Right?
1: But, like, everyone's affected by this. Michael Rappaport <laughs> is affected by this. John Hamm. John Hamm. Not Michael Rappaport. Brian
0: <laughs> Cranston.
1: <laughs> Brian Cranston's affected. Ugh. Yes. They were all
0: in Andy Cohen doing things about it.
1: Well, no. Michael Rappaport was on Sheena's podcast. My
0: mistake. Although, I will say, and maybe I'll post this because it is really funny. Um, brian cranston did a live rendition of one of the speeches on the reunion knowing nothing about the situation or the characters or anything so like
2: jeff goldblum reading steam ham yes
0: but it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny but
1: you also forget uh john hammond uh john slatter slattery right reading Segments from the reunion
0: and John Ham had John Ham is hilarious and he yeah. had the knowledge because he was ah. doing James he Kennedy. he was James Kennedy and he had the British accent and everything and to the point when John Slattery was doing another character he was he doing sandball ham and he goes Am I supposed to be speaking with a British accent <laughs> and he goes No, no, not for that character. You're fine.
1: <laughs> All right, and yes, I'm tabling it until next, uh, well, maybe not next episode, because I don't want to see Carl Carl rolling his eyes at me.
0: All right, so without any further ado, I think it's time to jump into our episode here. Um, So if you were listening last time, you know that Corey picked this one. I did. And, Corey, you got the setup over there, right? I do. All right, so go ahead. Tell us what we're doing
3: this time. Uh,
1: We're doing episode 77, Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy. Season 6, episode 10, overall 113. Production code 2F07. Originally aired December 4th, 1994. Directed by Wes Archer. Written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. With guest star Phil Hartman. RIP. Chalkboard gag. My homework was not stolen by a one-armed man. Which is recycled from Bart Gets Famous. And a nod to The Fugitive and the one-armed man. Yep. And the couch gag which is just one of the seven circles of hell for me, I think, is the family runs past a repeating background shot of the
2: living room. Their faces are terrifying. Yes. When they involved.
3: are. They yes. Are. They
2: look very old-timey cartoon. Right. Well, clearly that's Obviously what they're trying what to they're reference. Right, for, yeah, yeah like it was, Tom and Jerry. Yeah, you know, no thank you. Like Pretty that. terrifying no, thank to see you.
3: their faces. <laughs>
2: right.
0: Wow, it's really coming down out there. So, All right um so thank you for
1: that thank you and for so that.
0: some things that we noticed about this episode um patrick did you do any research or? uh a little bit a little All bit right. so um if you got anything just feel free to come on in so this episode was originally intended to deal with homer and marge's problematic sex life but later developed into a story about the relationship between homer and his father um one of the things I saw about that was apparently they felt like there wasn't enough to do a full episode about that. So that's why they just kind of started with it and then took it a little bit further um, with Homer and Grandpa. Um, Dan Castellaneta, of course, provides the vo- voices for both Homer and Grandpa, and therefore had to talk to himself when he recorded the voices of the two characters and in their interactions exhausting. for the episode. I know.
2: Well, it's like when, um, whenever... Patty and Soma are on. Yeah. Or the, mm-hmm. the episode with Patty and Selma and Jackie. Yes. And poor Marge, like it's just mm-hmm. Julie yeah. Kavner doing right. the entire <laughs> scene. Well and I think that's
0: crazy about that too is like you would think that okay, maybe they're doing separate
3: recordings. Right. No, like, I okay, don't... he's
0: gonna do all Homer, then he's gonna come back and do right. all of a well, like I've seen Nancy Cartwright do it before, they and they just keep switch switching back, back and, and forth, and it's absolutely incredible. It's very t- it's, like, you, I don't know how you do that. It requires a lot of skill and talent. They're, right, they're
2: good. Voice actors are good.
0: Yes. So Casaneta said that it's hard for him to do Grandpa's voice for an extended period of time because it's so wheezy and airy. So um, in the episode, Homer and Marge spend the night at the at an inn called the Aphrodite huh. Inn to try to spice up their sex life. This inn was partly based on the
1: Madonna Inn. Yes, in California. In um, it's in San Luis, right?
0: No idea. No, anyway, I've never even heard of it. it. Never heard of Georgia
1: it. for my favorite murder. Like, gotten...
0: Madonna's not associated.
1: No, it's not about Madonna. Right. Madonna. I not know.
0: I mean, Dummy. especially in California it could have been. No,
1: it's um, in northern San California. Luis yes. Yeah, it's near the um, Hearst... Ugh. It's near the Hearst Castle.
2: A gotcha. 110-themed guest rooms. Yes. Wow. Georgia,
1: for My Favorite Murder, got married up there, and they spent their honeymoon at the Madonna Inn. Fascinating. Mm, nice. Yeah.
0: So, and apparently, just like I've the episode... i always wanted to go there. It features different kinds of sex-oriented rooms with unusual names that are supposed to spice up a couple's love life.
1: A lot of the rooms are real cute. I've looked on the website several times. Nice.
0: Uh, probably not cheap, though, right?
2: i uh, trying to find.
0: Alright, well, we'll see if we can find that. I'll keep going. Uh, the design of the old farmhouse that um, Homer grew up in was inspired by the house featured in the 1993 film Flesh and Bone. Uh, Bart, of course, becomes obsessed with uh, conspiracy theories um, inspired by the writer's observation that children around Bart's age go through a stage when they become addicted to information about UFOs and paranormal phenomena. Bill Oakley... As well as Tom DeLong, had gone through the
2: same thing when he was around ten years old.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Well, I have to agree is, with that.
2: Like I, that was, like when I, so when this episode came out, I was pretty close to that age, and I was fascinated by like X Files at the time. Like X Files mm-hmm. was right was First really vampires. hitting. Yeah, and just yeah, <laughs> like you really become focused on those kinds of things.
0: When Lisa buys sane planning Sensible Tomorrow, <laughs> Al Gore is notified as soon as the clerk scans it at the counter, and the music in the is background is X-Files. basically a parody yeah. of the X-Files theme. Which it also comes back when Bart Piercers telescope at all the adults um, that are taking the tonic and arriving at their house is hurrying inside and closing the curtains. When Grandpa's selling his tonic, he's mostly seen dressed as a quintessential southern colonel, uh, An image most associated with Colonel Sanders, the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) Um, So we were talking about the Aphrodite Inn Fantasy Rooms and Conference Center. Uh, Some of the rooms that they had there, the Arabian Nights Room, the Pharaoh's chamber, Chamber, which Homer notes has a vibrating sarcophagus. No. The Caveman Room, which Mayor Quimby, dressed in an appropriate outfit, comes out to say that the toilet's overflowing. There is
1: a Caveman Room at the Madonna Inn.
0: The Safari Room, the Camelot Room... And the utility room, which <laughs> the is the utility actual utility room. room, and Homer Marge end up there, because everything else is booked. Uh, did you get any pricing?
2: Uh, yeah, it's about 250 to $300 oh, a night. Not
0: horrible. Could be much worse. Yeah, I mean, that's cheaper especially than in that probably. area. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So originally there was a subplot relating to the kids um, that was supposed to end with their learning from Ralph Wiggum what was actually going on.
1: What?
0: But... It was cut from the episode when it aired because the writers
2: couldn't figure out how to justify someone
0: like Ralph having any knowledge about sex. Yeah, yeah. that's
2: true. Because when um, when uh, Skinner and Krabopo.
1: Yes, they were making up, a baby, and the, making baby, a baby the and the baby smiled at I me. Saw it, and the baby
2: looked at me. The baby, baby looked out. at me. The baby looked at you. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> yes. yeah, so that's a good point. But I did, after reading that, like, I did always feel. Well, not always, because. I didn't remember a lot of this episode, but watching it again this time, I felt like that was something they didn't tie up.
2: No, they absolutely like didn't. The kids, they just like, let it
0: go. I mean, I guess they were like, well, they came up with a solution because when they came up with their idea of what was going the on... The reverse guess, vampire, you mean? Yes, and I guess that was, they're basically saying like, alright, they figured out what's happening and we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. But I just felt like maybe that could have been resolved, but I guess it really wasn't all How? Vampire, By someone...
1: Telling the kids the birds and the bees? I yeah, we don't want to see need that.
0: that. We don't need Maybe that. Jimbo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey. Well, Kearney is Kearney the,
0: the one with the kids, kids so. <laughs> so he would
2: be the one to know.
0: <laughs> and last but not least, the opening scene where Bart interrupted Marge and Homer's amorous moment was originally going to be more explicit.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It was
0: supposed to show Marge and Homer's bodies in full as they're panicking. But this, va- this version was later used for the hardcore nudity montage <laughs> of The Simpsons' 138th episode spectacular. So, and that is all I got. Did you have anything else to no, add? No, that was about oh. it. That's all right. Okay. All right, so let's jump in here. So, Act 1. Corey, tell us what happened in Act 1.
1: All right, so Act 1. When Homer and Marge's sex life fizzles, they seek help to spice up their marriage. Homer peruses books like the Karma Sutra, With a very uh, racist remark of, that guy looks like a poo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Marge wants a tasteful book, quote-unquote. So they settle on Mr. and Mrs. Erotic American, a Paul Harvey book on tape. Harvey recommends the couple bathes together, but their faucet breaks because the Simpsons bathtub cannot accommodate Homer and Marge. Next, they try renting a sexy theme room at a hotel, but are forced to sleep in a utility room because rooms are sold out. Grandpa then concocts a tonic that he guarantees will put the spark back into their relationship. The elixir works, and Homer and Marge have a great experience together. Any thoughts on Act 1?
2: I like the thousand dollar movie. It it felt very reminiscent, like because they used to put those kinds <laughs> yes. of things on movies, like the title, the, ti- the title, the title yeah. The, oh, the, the good time,
1: good Slim, slim Uncle Doobie and, Doobie, and the Frisco, Frisco Freakout.
2: Great Frisco Freakout.
1: <laughs> how often can you see a movie of this caliber on <laughs> late night TV?
2: Yeah, and how to, and a very um, like Cheech and Chong, yes, yes, plus an action movie kind of combo to it. I liked it. And I just love that Troy McClure. Movie. Troy McClure, he's man prolific. I mean, this was 1971. Yep, and he still was looks great. Still yeah. looking <laughs> fabulous. Like that man aged like fine a wine. fine wine. I age like milk. <laughs> I, I aged like <laughs> milk. A nice buttermilk. Creamy, nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's some curdling, but it's fine.
2: I really liked um, Homer's. Just bumbling through, like, I've seen you every night for the last 11 years. (laughs) (laughs) What I meant to say is, we'll (laughs) snuggle tomorrow,
0: sweetie, I promise. I
1: I like how one of his arguments is the political political strife. At home and abroad.
2: When all of those are cleared up.
1: Then then they can snuggle. Then we can
0: snuggle. Well, there was a few things. Of course, there was that. But he also mentioned his job, the kids, traffic snarls. And then political strife, home and abroad, and then yeah, as soon as they're go, all those <laughs> all things those go things away. Are wrapped up. Then we'll you know, we'll have sex. That's fine. So, um, but one thing before we move on, I don't recall ever there being a TV in Margin Homer's room.
2: No, I don't. I can't think so of any I'm other. So I'm thinking maybe that was just done television. as you know, it fit the right fit the situation as needed. Right? Yeah, because and, like this early on even when their TV breaks, they're, like, completely out of a television. Right. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: because, and I remember, too, when Bart was uh, pretending to be sick, and Marge said, bring the TV up to Bart's room, and he was very upset about that. Right. And I was just thinking, if if they had a TV in in their room, just just, move that over. Mm -hmm. Yep. But obviously, it's clearly there to make their point, and to show that, you know, their relationship has grown stale, and he'd rather watch a movie than spend some time with his wife, so... So then a month
2: later enchiladas. (laughs) (laughs) It's a single line in the whole part. Like that single month, it's like enchiladas, and then
0: that whole montage too was really funny. And that just yeah, don't turn on the light. Don't turn on the light.
2: That's when Bart's UFO obsession begins. Later that year, so. I, I mean, it was just a uh, golf umbrella. It was a golf umbrella stuck in a tree. I love Bart climbing to the roof, though. Like it's <laughs> such a quick little bit that yep. you just see him go up the up, this, and you're like, "Where's he going? Oh, right, he's gonna go sit on the roof with his bat." And Marge uh, was totally okay with that. Yep, <laughs>
0: and that just too, like you could tell, you know, Marge is obviously very excited, and she's he's like, "Can I sleep in you? No, no. Can I can, can I just can go I on, on the roof with a, with a, bat? a baseball bat and case? Yes. the UFOs?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the best part about that whole thing is when she's trying to talk to Homer, and then he falls off the roof.
2: <laughs> and, then the the bets, right. he, and then he, rings the doorbell. Three bets, right. He You see the bat fall, <laughs> yes. then you see Bart fall, and then you have the doorbell. It was the perfect <laughs> grouping of three events. And like, all three of those things really made me laugh, and it was the doorbell that really yes. singed it for me. Because like, you know it's
0: coming. Just, yes. yes. Yeah. That like... just really made me laugh really, really hard. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, of course, they try to pick out some books.
2: I, and I oh, his reaction
0: books. first to maybe we should get a book. Ooh, okay. Yes. Oh, a tasteful. A tasteful. <laughs> a tasteful. Oh, I don't want a tasteful <laughs> book. And the name of the store: books, books, books and, and additional, additional books.
3: books.
0: <laughs> now, I also noticed today's special: Mickener a dollar ninety-nine a pound. Pound, pound books. Yeah, James
2: Meichner. I think it's Meichner. Is it Micner?
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: I was going to ask you because obviously I have no knowledge of who this person he is. He does a lot of um. It's kind of... I feel like it's kind of like along long... Like, like uh, Tom Clancy sort of books. i um, assuming he's put out a lot he's of He's a books. very prolific writer. Yes. Yeah. He's... That's kind of what I assume. Let's uh,
0: do a little digging. Okay. Um, I did happen to notice the books that Homer looks at before he picks up the Kama Sutra. So there was Weight Loss Through Laborious Sex, <laughs> Bordello Repair, Volume oh! 1, Bork on Sex... <laughs> How to seduce your lousy, lazy husband? <laughs> of course, the comma suture, which he picks up, and kosher erotic cakes. Kosher erotic
2: cakes was yeah. <laughs> this is and erotic cakes just keep coming. That's another thing they call yeah, back later. They keep on bringing on it the, back. Yeah, Halloween episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Corey, you see anything else in Act One?
2: Um, so
1: that is it Paul Harvey. Yes, yes. he obviously was. Uh, parody of Garrison Keillor, right? Well, he oh, was a he person.
0: Was yeah. no. He yeah. was an American radio broadcaster from 1951
1: to 2008. How, ma- how many down-home... But home- it was a lot like
0: Garrison Keillor. How
1: many down-home-spun boys were there back it's then? It's the
2: Midwest. Have you been there? No. It's boring. <laughs> and there was Andy Rooney, and let's keep going. No offense to all of our Midwest, our many Midwest <laughs> <laughs> listeners, but I can understand why you would need Paul Harvey and Garrison Keillor, and
1: I didn't know Everyone he was a real else, person. A real, yeah.
0: Well, he is a nice Midwestern fellow, like a nice version of Grandpa. <laughs> he,
1: he learns something new every day. <laughs> That's true. Um,
0: um, oh, the when they're when Martin and Homer are trying to cover up the books they're looking at when the kids come up to them, and Marge <laughs> I'm learning like, about
2: it, artillery. Yeah, so
0: just reading up on artillery, it's the tanks of the Third Reich, and
2: then Homer's Mapplethorpe book. Yep, yep. Mapplethorpe, If you didn't know. Was a, f- a <laughs> photographer and he did a lot of um, erotic, homoerotic. A lot of homo- homoerotic stuff. stuff. Yes, it's a and lot of, of. Yeah. So that book is pretty accurate, as is I'm and, sure Homer's reaction.
0: And the reveal to that is so perfect too, because like you just see like the back of the book, you don't know what it
2: is. <laughs> right. Then he opens it. and yes. Screams. <laughs> screams immediately.
1: I also like the title of Al Gore's "Rational Thinking, Reasonable Future."
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Feel so bad about how boring they make Al Gore out to be, but this is that era. Like, yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, at the at the end when they let him know that his a copy of his book sold, and he plays celebrate good times, and he goes, "I will." That's and then, then the blink at the end is what does it for
2: me. No, and that's, I this is this is one of those like things about the Simpsons that like their writing is so good they. They took a joke, and, like, they got you to think, like, oh, it's about UFOs. Here we go. It's about <laughs> UFOs. And then they subvert that expectation, and then it's like, here's Al Gore. <laughs> yep. It's like, we're here's not talking about the UFOs. and it's for- We're course, taking you back to Lisa's bit about it. Yes. And, of course, the whole buildup, too. Like, <laughs> right. you see it going
0: down the wire. You have the X-Files music. Right. It goes to, like, a little shack. Then it jumps up to a satellite, goes to the Pentagon. They print out a sheet of paper. Run
2: it over. <laughs> Mr. Vice President, someone bought your book! <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that that is probably by far one of my favorite jokes that they've ever done on this show, because it's just so great. And just, yeah, him just sitting there listening to Celebration and just no response at all, and just,
3: I will.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> the blink at the, the end!
2: <laughs> it's just, it's so good. Them getting stuck in the bathtub and calling for the kids cracks me yes. up every time. And it was, I've noticed it this time, They do an excellent job with, like, the shading and the coloring in that scene. Like, you really get the feeling that the candle is lit, like, there's different toning to it. And I was like, the show usually didn't get that fancy with their animation at that point. But it was, they did a good job on that. Yeah,
0: and even the fact that, like, when Marge blocks the water, it, like, deflects and Mm -hmm. then puts out the the candle and everything like that. Yeah, that's so great.
2: Just when it goes to black, you just see the eyes. Right. Pause and I want to know hits. how big Dwight and Mamie Eisenhower's bathtub is because <laughs> yeah nobody has a bathtub big enough to fit two people in <laughs> unless you are tiny tiny people yes and I feel like that's like
0: always one of those things where it's like it sounds like a good idea on paper and then you try it out and you're like this
2: is awful right if you have like a jacuzzi like a big jacuzzi tub, <laughs> right. that's maybe possible but yep. it, not, it ain't happening in a standard no. bathtub
1: our bathtub Absolutely not. Barely enough
2: room for me in there. Yeah. (laughs) when I go into the tub, that's it. I've (laughs) tried to go in there. It just doesn't
3: (laughs) work
0: out. Um, Lisa's book choices, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Biography of Peter Euberoth. It's 99 cents. (laughs) And so I had no idea who that was. Because that that was the thing with this episode. I noticed there was a ton of very obscure references. So, of course, this was one of them. And I found out that, so... He was an American sports and business executive known for his involvement in the Olympics and in Major League Baseball. And he was also a Los Angeles-based businessman who was the chairman of the Los Angeles Olympic Organizing Committee, which brought the games to L.A. in 1984.
1: Oh. Which, part of me
0: was like, why would Lisa care about him? Because Lisa cares about all these weird things. Yeah. yeah. she's. But And that was really funny that it was only 99 cents. <laughs> and then, yes, of course, Bart's book... Um, UFOs, unidentified flying outrage. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and immediately falls into conspiracy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Deep rabbit hole, man. Yep. It, it's, it's very timely mm-hmm. for being an episode from 1994. Like, man, yes. they had no idea what they were in for. I really liked when they finally abandoned the tape.
3: Yes. <laughs> Marge
2: is the one that tosses it out the window because it comes out her side. And then Homer's the one who backs up over it multiple times. It was a combined effort. It's like, this sucks. Yep. I,
1: Get rid I, of it. I like how he says, you'll be flinging woo like nobody's
3: business. <laughs> <Yep>.
1: <laughs> and then when they come home, Grandpa, hello, I broke two lamps and lost all your mail. <laughs> losing all the mail is the... How do you <laughs> yes. lose
2: all the mail? I know. And how much mail accumulated in that, what, one, two nights? Day. I yeah. Yeah. assume.
0: It shouldn't have been that much, but... Um, I do have a quick retelling here of something in my life. I think I've said this to Corey before, but I did have an experience once of throwing a cassette tape out the window. Oh! Now, I did not back over it multiple times.
1: Uh, you should have.
0: But... What was the tape? So, so the tape. tape was Blur.
1: Alright! Um It
0: was the... Yes, it was the... I album thought it song was... Song uh, 9. Oh. Song 2 song two yes oh song two. i thought
1: it was the breakfast at tiffany's tape you got it for free no that was a cd oh, okay that i got
0: for free oh. at user concert well and then i think I, that also went out a window too it,
1: yes it did because i remember that story i do remember the blur one now but i didn't yeah. think it was yeah. a cassette but yeah so tape, blur but I, I remember
0: going to a record shop it was called discovery records in tonawanda it was on young street or not young street nope. on main street yes in tonawanda I bought the tape because I really liked Song 2, started listening to it, and I remember I was driving down River Road, and I think on the way back, I think I might have gone to the falls and then came back, and I was very upset because none of the songs on that album sound anything like that song. No,
1: because Blur's a good band.
0: And I'm sure, like, now I would probably be a little more accepting of that, Yeah, but I was very upset. When you're young,
2: you just want, you want, yeah.
0: And especially then, I was very close-minded and narrow-minded. The light type of music has to be a certain
2: type, right? And I can't listen to anything else. Plus, and- the hassle of it being on tape. Yes. Because, yes. like nowadays, well, not nowadays. Back in the day, after tapes, we had these things called CDs for our younger listeners. Yes. yes. At least CDs, you can just back to the track or just set it to mm-hmm. repeat that <laughs> track over. Tapes were a whole nother nightmare. Oh like, yeah. Unless you had like one of those like some really tape awesome decks could do, tape deck yeah, that you
0: would be able to recognize when uh-huh, another song that's started. That's true. You could
2: do skip forward.
0: It didn't happen that often, no. but, but yeah. So I remember I had a cassette player in my car, and I was driving, and I was trying to give it a chance, and I got so mad, <laughs> and I don't remember who. I was in the car with someone, but I don't remember who it was, and I just got so mad, and I pressed the eject, and I literally threw it out of the window right by uh, Gratwick Park. Fascinating it's still there so it could it's still be there. Still there so if you found it you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> but yes i i couldn't i couldn't deal with it very similar to like homer
2: no i yeah tapes were not my thing right and
1: i had a ton of tapes yeah, yeah I, I
2: mean i i had them but uh, like i wasn't driving age i think by the time i got to driving yeah. age cds were big enough of it yeah yeah once i had my first car i had a, i put a cd player into it so right
0: so, one thing I think I, I want to go back to you real quick is their romantic vac- vacation. Now, it can provide titillation, as Paul Harvey said. Paul Harvey mm-hmm. says. Um, and th- they can attempt to stay at one of the AAA approved fine motor lodges. <laughs> so, of course, they find the Aphrodite Inn, fantasy rooms, and conference center. And yes, they get put in the utility room. And, uh... <laughs> and Homer <laughs> tries to role play. He does. But it's so funny, too, because it like it picks up steam and then just quickly falls off. Yeah. Because he's like, well, I can be the janitor. And you can, and be, you can be the
1: janitor's wife.
2: And then Raphael <laughs> walks in and... It, don't mind me, don't folks. Mind just me just grabbing the wet dry <laughs> But I, I like when they get back to the house and Grandpa's guesses. Because, again, as we've talked about, Grandpa just uses a lot yeah. of old-timey words but the yes. one he used I did find a little bit about it yep and one he he pronounces it completely correctly "Numanu ultra microscopic volcanico neosis <laughs> <Good> job <laughs> which i looked up and is in fact actually the longest made up it's the longest word in the english language it yep. was made it was 45 letters made up in 1935 by the national puzzlers league <laughs> And it basically refers to... It's not a real thing, but it refers to an illness where like silica dust is like destroying your lungs, I think, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yep. So some people may have that now, thanks to
0: Canada Wildfires. Thank
2: (laughs) you! Hooray! Well, they don't have sand in Canada.
0: Not that close. But yeah, so he guesses, uh, you know, does March have flu, protein deficiency? I'm not going to try and say it again. I I had it all... Broken out, <laughs> but since you've already said it once, I'm not going to say it. And then he just says, "Unsatisfying <laughs> sex life."
2: Stop saying that.
0: <laughs> and I sex. love yes, say that word. That's what I love <laughs> is when they make it so uncomfortable, and Grandpa keeps like just
2: making yep. up the word stretch. I can't so say much. sex. I mean, as well, a parent, I found that's that's your that's half of your job as a parent is to make your kids a little uncomfortable about things like that and take the opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I. Very well done, I thought. Just like, just kind of, just that awkwardness and weirdness of your parents talking about something like that.
2: Well, and, and then, just,
0: and like I said, just the way that he just
2: keeps stretching out the word and is like, what's the problem? There's uh, nothing wrong uh, here. <laughs> well, and then Abe comes back to it when he tosses him the bottle and he goes, think of me when you're having the best sex of yes. your life. Yeah, no yes. thanks. <laughs> Gross. No thanks. <laughs> Like, that would be a perfect moment to put in Homer shuddering. Yes. And be like, Ugh.
0: <laughs> But the best part of that is the first part when he yells out, Here you go, you ingrate. Here you <laughs> ingrate. I, I did also love when Homer's dropping him off. <laughs> he says, You're home safe. I've done my duty. See you next time when we need your signature.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> and what this, and the medicine is supposed to be. Uh, It was originally created as a a low-cost substitute for holy water. A cheap substitute for holy holy water, water, yeah. (laughs) Because holy water is so expensive? Yes. And it will help put the drowsers back in your trousers. Back in your trousers. All the different things about this medicine. All the descriptions are great. But now, the thing that I was just like,
0: I guess a little concerned about, and should we be concerned that all the ingredients are
2: in Grandpa's medicine cabinet?
1: Yes. I and mean, the fact that
2: he mixes it in his bathroom sink. It well, makes it makes the flaming moe a lot more understandable that yes. Homer has grown up in this type of setup where yes. you're just making random alcoholic or weird beverages and things.
1: And Dr. Hibbard said, you know, <laughs> this this can't be good because of the unsanitary conditions of grandpa's tub.
0: <laughs> and it's a minor poison. Mm-hmm.
2: Minor poison also he says, but yeah. Uh, Can we talk about the stock footage film festival, though? That (laughs) made me laugh so hard. (laughs)
0: Because I'm like, first off, why are they there? Yep. And second, just the reveal of that, Uh where you think it's okay. It's because of what's going on in the bedroom. Yep. But no, it's them watching the Stockfield Festival. the Stock footage Film Festival. That <laughs> and seemingly enjoying it. Too. Yeah. Like, they chose they to, seem go. to be having <laughs> a good time. They're having their with popcorn for and- other
2: people. Yep. <laughs> yep, 50 bucks. That's where it gets you. Yep. It gets you a popcorn and the Stock footage film festival.
0: And of course, like Homer when he does take the elixir and immediately has the oh wow moment. Runs in and just gives the kids 50 bucks. Here, go to the movies, take a cab to your aunt's house and stay there. Phone call you later. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Okay, we'll go. It's just like, okay, so you're having your... Your oldest kid is 10. And your three kids are taking a cab
2: uh-huh. to someone's house. Yep. Good for you.
1: It's good parenting. <laughs> that's,
2: Absolutely. Hey, when the mood strikes, Homer, that's what happens. But yeah, no, that stock footage festival just... I I know it's coming every time, Mm -hmm. and it always still cracks me up. The train, the rocket, and then the hot dog (laughs) assembly line. (laughs) Oh, it like if it has a it has a bit of like an Austin Power sort of (laughs) feel to (laughs) it.
0: Absolutely. So, and that takes us to the end of this act. Um, anybody got anything else to add,
2: really? Or no, I think we pretty much went through it. (laughs) Enchiladas. (laughs) <laughs> Still, my one of my favorites from this one. <laughs> I know that. I know that feeling when you oh, when you yes. have too many enchiladas and you can't do anything. Mexican food knocks you out. Barbecue does the same thing. Too. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go, Act Two.
1: All right, since the tonic works, Homer and Grandpa sell Simpson and son revitalizing tonic to the public in a traveling medicine show. During their travels, they visit the farmhouse where Homer spent his childhood. After they bicker, Grandpa angrily tells Homer that he is the result of an unplanned pregnancy that would not have happened without the tonic, labeling him as an accident. Horrified, Homer stops the car and abandons poor Grandpa while their parents are enjoying enhanced sex lives from the tonic the town's children grow suspicious of their absences during the frequent tryst ralph millhouse bart and their friends hatch conspiracy theories in the simpson's treehouse after lisa sarcastically suggests parents are going to bed early because they are reversed reverse vampires who must avoid nightfall <laughs> Act two right. Rex Harrison. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Paul, Paul Anka. Anka. Listen, I do love Paul Anka.
2: I don't know that Paul Anka though gets a lot of love as like I don't you know. know a romance.
1: Maybe ladies in their eighties, baby. <laughs> ladies in their eighties. So
0: Am I to assume that Homer's New Year's resolution was to spend less time with Dad? I think that was my first
2: note, too. It was like, so that means his resolution was to spend <laughs> less yes. time with Dad. <laughs> yes. And another thing I
0: was a little confused about, too, was, so Homer throws his pants out the window oh. in and a fit of passion. fit of
1: passion. He's never going to need them again. So,
0: my question is with Ned and Maud. That's my, f- that's, I love that so, part. Okay, so they're trying to get the pants out of the tree and into a garbage bag. And Maud wants Ned to hurry because they're awful.
1: Because the pants what's are awful? What's awful?
0: Yeah. Is it the pants? Is it because of what Marge and Homer were doing? Maybe
2: there's like a smell to them. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, there's a multitude of things. Yeah.
0: And that's where I was like, well, what's awful? Is it yeah. Homer and Marge? Is it the pants? Like, what exactly yeah, is this? Them,
2: them trying to get the pants out of the tree is <laughs> it's hilarious. Just be ready with the I think that gets cut on syndication. Does it? It might be. And it shouldn't be because it's it's hilarious. Right. Yeah. It it helps break it's a good callback.
0: Well, after many years of trying failed get rich quick schemes, Homer knows that he's finally going to get rich with this screen. And quick. And quick.
2: Not at a dollar a bottle.
0: <laughs> I know, that I did right. think that was a little ridiculous.
2: Like even at that time. I mean they're using actual like as we said, medicines and things from the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm they got to be making it at such a ridiculous scale. Who are they paying for the bottles, the labeling? Yes. Uh, right. They are not going to make a lot of money selling this for only a buck a bottle. I agree. Maybe the initial selling was a buck a bottle to right. really get people interested in the right. And you hike it up. Yeah.
0: It's good economics. My favorite part of this episode, my favorite joke, is when they're first trying to sell the medicine. The homemade medicine. For yes. And Homer says, Hello, sir. You look like a man that has trouble satisfying his wife. (laughs) And then
1: he gets punched. (laughs) Socked in
2: the face.
0: (laughs) Just so good. (laughs) (laughs) But then Grandpa is much better. And I actually did write down his entire um, little speech to get people interested. It's exhausting. Step right up, folks, and witness the magnificent medicinal miracle of Simpson and Sons patented revitalizing tonic. Put some ardor in your larder with the, our energizing, moisturizing, tantalizing, romanticizing, surprising, herburizing, revitalizing tonic.
2: <laughs> that Professor Frank Frank taking it is great. I that's, yes, again, I it's love a little, that. It's a little Frank show up. He doesn't get a lot of time, but man, when he shows up, they they made that into a great one. He
0: does doubt. That one elixir can boost so many boasts so many fantastic properties.
2: Yep. And they're gonna go have a little wingding at the cyclotron. (laughs) Oh (laughs) whatever you say, Professor. And now you guys obviously know what this is a reference to, right? Uh yeah, it's a nutty professor Mm -hmm. joke. Yeah,
0: Jerry Lewis transforming into Buddy Love. Yep. So Corey, what about you for act two?
2: What
1: about me? Um when the uh van houtens <laughs> get the tonic and he goes i got something for millhouse too millhouse is like it's a pup tent and he's so excited he's like i can sleep outside and what's his kirk's Kirk. like yeah every single night
3: Yep.
2: <laughs> well that's in there because hey they're gonna push the twin beds together yes, yes. Just Which the, is a very old-timey thing yeah, yes. The Van Houtens to still be doing But
0: the animation of Milhouse sitting in the tent While well, you see their silhouettes behind yes. him and He's just so excited to be sitting there yeah. just... <laughs> I'm just gonna say it I mean, Milhouse is the MVP of this episode <laughs> He is <laughs> like, He doesn't have a lot to do and a lot to say But what he does, he, he does it very, on his very yeah. well <laughs> Yeah
1: Do you, Bart? Do you?
0: And then Nelson running the city. Uh huh. Uh, carry on. Carry on.
2: <laughs> well, X. He doesn't know what to do. He's yeah. just Like okay, whatever. The towns that they go to visit: Frigid Falls, Mount Seldom, and Lake Flaccid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the
0: sign they pass now entering Spittle, Spittle County. County,
2: home of the birthplace of the Loogie. <laughs> <laughs> and Homer's just the worst plant.
3: Mm-hmm. In the yes. Audience. Yes.
2: He is terrible at this you think he'd be a little better after Do I
1: know you? No, you don't. Why is his picture on the bottle? And then they didn't start chasing us until you started playing the chase music.
2: Which
0: I guess that it's reminiscent of Bonnie and Clyde. The 1967 movie. With them being chased with that music and whatnot. Oh, I wanted to point out Bart, when he's trying to he's starting the conspiracy theories when he realizes all the strange behavior and that scene is so eerie too Mm -hmm. with all the kids just in the street and nothing going on no cars Mm -hmm. no nothing the girl's like playing in the street there's nothing Mm -hmm. around her
2: needs her poor ralph needs somebody to
1: yeah
0: yes his parents won't
1: let him (laughs) use the oven
0: (laughs) and bart tries to point out that okay this is strange behavior so this is showing that there's existence of up of ufos and then he talks about it, and then Milhouse is like, well, if it's in a book, it has to be true. And then Bart points out that the author of the book is the head of the Spaciology Department at the Correspondence College, College of Tampa.
2: Tampa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with those credentials, I mean, yes. what can you say? Yeah.
2: And poor Lisa, all she does is just make something up, and yes. then they just buy into yes. it. Yes. Which I feel like is how a lot of conspiracy theories have happened. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to make this thing up, and I wonder how many people listen to it cool there we
1: go hmm. just millhouse you fool can't you see it's a massive government conspiracy <laughs> to eliminate the meal of dinner yep.
0: well that's in that's the third like, act th- when, th- when th- that th- reveal th- comes up but yes they they do because millhouse and barbara yeah. start to fight they over fight. it yeah yeah And then that's when Lisa brings up Occam's razor and says the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. And then Bart's like, well, what could it be? And she goes, I don't know. Maybe they're all reverse vampires and have to get home before
2: dark. And they're like. (gasps) (laughs) Little
1: Homer scaring the cows. Stupid stupid cows.
2: cows. (laughs) I want to know how the hot dog tree is doing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get an update.
2: We did not.
3: (laughs)
0: Oh, uh, Grandpa does also have a very good description of the tonic, where he calls it Liquid Lothario Distilled Don Juan Catalytically Carbonated Casanova. Yeah. And he says, lock old Rover in the shed because man has a new, new best, best friend, friend. in Simpin and Sons Revitalizing Tonic. <laughs> and, Corey, we forgot to mention the naysayer in the crowd.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> oh. That guy!
2: He's like flapping his hands. I've had bad luck with aphrodisiacs! <laughs> <Atrodisiacs. laughs>
1: That's a that's a Conan voice though.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was... I also really like the phrase "Quit your daydreaming, melonhead." Yes. yes, and that they use it back to back. It's great.
0: And Amos Pearson's moose farm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, I, I didn't realize that was the thing that if you scare cows, they start making sour milk.
1: Yes, I thought everyone knew that. <laughs>
0: And then, any thoughts on the condition of the house when they walk in? And Grandpa's basically sets it up and said, if this place
2: could talk, he would say." And then, the the Radiation King. Yes. Yes. The print burns. Yes. The shadow yes. burns yes. into the wall. That is a great, is a joke. great bit. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but I'm thinking more like when the ceiling oh, collapses. When the ceiling collapses, yeah, and then, and then the tub home falls over. Yes, and the tub yes, falls. The out tub out falls. Yeah, but no, you're
2: right. That Radiation King gag is. Very, very well done. And then Homer's little, little Homer's uh, JFK. Look at me, mom. Yep. Uh-rah. I'm John Kennedy.
1: <laughs> you know, if Grandpa did encourage him, he could have been a travel agent, to a great scientist, <laughs>
0: or the inventor of a hilarious refrigerator <laughs> alarm. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I did also like that Grandpa chokes Homer. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's where he gets the abuse from. Yep. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> And then we get the sad realization that Grandpa's going to be fine, as long as he remembers his army training.
2: Oh. Dang. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot like when he gets left out in the last Abe episode you picked, when uh, they get married. Oh, yeah. When him and Jackie mm-hmm. get married, and there's like that, he's just kind of stuck out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, now let's talk a little bit about that moment, though,
0: when Homer's driving along. And we have the reveal with Abe, because like up to this point, the show's been kind of wacky, pretty zany. This is pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. telling what your kitty was an accident here, and that how I didn't ever want you, Ugh. and like, yeah, yeah, that gets pretty deep, pretty that quick. It's yeah, and just Homer's reaction, like I, uh, it's justified. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and I mean. Credit for them for being able to kind of put something like that in here, especially up to this point. It's there's yeah. just been a lot of just kind of zaniness and everything, and
2: and that's why you needed that joke at the end of the act, right? Where he's like, "As long as I remember my army training, mm-hmm. like, because without that, mm-hmm. has a dark note to end that act on." Yeah. yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. But but yeah, again, like like I said, it was just, it was kind of heartbreaking, you know. And I know, like, Corey, you were saying the, on our last episode how much you hated Homer being a jerk yeah and things like that so this is obviously a completely different yeah homer that we're seeing here mm-hmm. so and he's he's a sensitive guy as much of a buffoon as he is and things like that i mean he, he's a very sensitive guy so but all right anything else
1: for act two no all right act three act three bart and the other children decide the rand corporation is conspiring with space aliens to the Deprive children of dinner by forcing their parents to retire early unwilling to forgive grandpa homer resolves to be a better father to bart lisa and maggie bart and lisa soon realize that that him smothering them is just as bad as him neglecting them Homer returns to the farmhouse to think. He sees an old photograph of himself and a chi- as a child on Christmas morning. And it's sad that his father was not even present when he met Santa Claus. Oh. And he may have said, look at this photograph.
2: Oh, this graph. It's oh, no. It's back. Homer realizes his <laughs> she father the back. <laughs> was, a,
1: was wearing a Santa costume and really does love him. Homer reunites with Grandpa, who has also gone to the farmhouse to reflect. They both admit their screw ups, each having caused separate fires in the farmhouse, and reconcile as a house burns down behind them. All right. Act three.
0: This, again, a really funny part. Stupid visual gag. Hi. When, yes, when <laughs> Abe comes to bring the flowers to Homer, Homer slams the door in his face, and he tries to push the flowers through the mail slot, and then you see his hand go up and just, hi.
1: You know what that reminds me of? The Mulaney bit? JJ Bittenbinder? <laughs> if you're locked in a trunk... Street smuts. He can punch out the brake light. <laughs> and then, when he has his hands stick out go and goes <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, in the car behind him, he's like, I think that guy's making the laugh.
0: But no, I just something about that whole gag and just the fact that he puts his hand through and
2: just says, hi. Just, it just, oh my God, it made me yeah. laugh so hard. <laughs> and Homer thinking it's cute to tell Bart that he wasn't wanted. Yes. <laughs> I like just told him that the other day.
1: When I do yeah, it, it's cute. cute.
0: <laughs> and then when Homer vows... So, um, Marge is like, What are you just not going to talk to him for the. um, Are you just not going to talk to him anymore? And he goes, Oh, you know, don't be ridiculous. I'm not going to know grandpa for the rest of my uh, life, life, but the rest of his His life. life. (laughs) 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 And then we get, yeah, as Corey mentioned, the big reveal of the conspiracy. The Rand Corporation, in association with the Saucer People. Under Thank the you. Supervision, under the supervision <clears throat> of the reverse vampires are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner.
2: We're
1: through the looking glass here, people.
2: <laughs> what is the goal of eliminating dinner? I don't know. Like, how does that improve society? How does that win people up? It
1: gets rid of the kids.
0: Yes. I guess. But that last part, we're through the looking glass here, people, that's from JFK. Mm-hmm. Oliver Stone's movie. Yep. Which I never knew. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Treehouse, with all the kids gathering.
1: Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. See, I love JFK Conspiracies. Yes. I love me a good conspiracy. So Mm -hmm. that movie.
0: Wendell's in the Treehouse. Wendell is yellow in the Treehouse.
2: Isn't he usually pale?
0: Yes. Yes. Because he's the one that always throws up. So he should normally be like kind of like a pale whitish.
2: <laughs> Season six, though, they were still kind of playing around with. Figuring he how exactly was around,
0: those, but he was should known. known
2: at least by that point. Yeah,
0: so I just had a bit of an issue with that. But um, Corey, what do you got for this act?
1: Um, when he takes Barney with him instead of Homer, he <laughs> says, "I assure you, his belching is a result of an unrelated alcohol, alcohol.
0: problem." <laughs> and they just passes out. <laughs> I just love when he first comes out and he goes, "I used to be a fat, disgusting slob." <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like, um, Bernie, that's not what this medicine's for, right? <laughs> I did like Homer forcing his love on the kids in yes. the yes. worst of ways. One the of my sticker, I love my kids.
1: <laughs> one of my favorite uh, lines: "I'm using my whole ass." <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's. His half-assed parenting.
0: But that whole thing, too. Like, he's got Maggie in a harness. Mm-hmm. He's got the I Love My Kids sticker. But he's just eating potato chips over her. And just crumbs are getting all yes. over her. And then he vows to teach Bart how to ride a bike. Breaks the bike. So he buys him a
2: bike. I don't think he buys it for him. I think that was Lisa's bike that he just breaks. You think yeah. so? That's how I read it. Okay. He's like, first off, I know how to ride a bike. Secondly... I already own a bike. I already own a bike. Third, that's a girl's bike. You're not a girl. (laughs) You're a boy. A good boy. Good boy. They can become president.
3: You will become president. president. You will become
2: president. Poor Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> her tire Ow. swing, which is not the way you use that. First oh. time it's so short, the rope is so short. Yes. that's what made me laugh
0: so hard was that it was so high in the air, so she obviously can't get down. Right, and then she's saying it's filthy, and the steel belts are poking. Yeah, me. That's and then not the he kind just keeps pushing yeah. her, and she's yeah. like, "No, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah." I mean, he's whipping her around in it. <laughs> yeah. He is. And then that's where we get the line, um Homer, your half-assed parenting was a lot more fun than your half-assed over-parenting. I'm and then,
1: using my whole ass.
0: Yes. It's just <laughs> that too much of your love can be scary.
1: <laughs> and then he says, someday you'll thank me for all this scary love. Yes.
0: And then, of course, it goes off. Now I'm going to have to go somewhere and do some serious thinking. And he takes off. And the kids. I'm thinking sure he meant to say serious, serious drinking. drinking.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> so he returns to the house. Yep. And it doesn't go well. No. 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 And he's looking at the photo. He accidentally sets it on fire.
1: But he—it's so great. He actually met Santa Claus. Yeah, and he—he he does Abe hit that. Realiza- <laughs> he
2: does reach that realization just as he sets yes. the, the yes. house on, on fire. And then he's like, "Oh, we got it." And then Abe...
0: Abe Flaming the tonic. The tonic. Yes. And he's like, you're no longer going to ruin things anymore. And he yeah. throws it in the fireplace.
2: And, his, and, ah, ah. and then he runs over the fire. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no one said that he was smart.
2: No.
0: Yeah, and then we get kind of a nice moment. Yeah, the they get the reconciliation. you know, the house is engulfed in flames behind them. Uh-huh. And, uh... They're basically making amends, and Abe says you should have said nice things to Homer, and Homer goes, "Are you going to do it now?"
1: And well, I, I like, didn't think that far ahead,
0: <laughs> but
1: I was always proud.
0: So he says, "I'm not sorry that I had you, son, and I was always proud
1: that you weren't we a, were short a short man. Short man,
2: that's what he's proud of." And then I like the stop, drop, and roll outside.
0: <laughs> what do you say we roll in the grass, son? I'm with you, Dad. And then you see because their they're shirts fire, are yep. on fire. <laughs>
1: guys remember that um song short man yes yes short that is not man. appropriate no. yes that's not appropriate <laughs> caleb well, I mean, don't it, look may- that up maybe
0: it kind of goes along with the theme of the episode though uh. <laughs> I mean. But, um, well, I was just happy to see that they proper that they followed proper stop, drop, and roll technique. They did, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times Corey and I are watching a movie and someone starts on fire and they start running and I start screaming, "Just drop my!" Mail. I know, just seriously, drop and roll. The
2: the things that we learned as kids hmm? that have never become important things: stop, drop, and right. roll. Um, avoiding quicksand. <laughs> as John Mulaney. It's a says, huge like, problem. Honestly, I thought I was going to encounter quicksand way more often. Fractions. And stop dropping and rolling. Fractions. Fractions sometimes are a problem. Not really so much anymore. But yeah, like all these things that we had to learn about, all these skills, stranger danger. They're not being enforced. I know. If somebody had been like, well, you're never really going to get set on fire. So, you're but never going to get set on fire. in the chance that
0: you do. This is true. Running with scissors.
2: Running with mm-hmm. scissors? Indeed. Man. None of these are good things, audience. <laughs> just so you know. Don't, yes, we're not saying you should do these things. Don't run with scissors. Obviously, <laughs> don't just run around if you catch fire. Like, you should stop dropping. Yes. And I understand. It's good. You're going to be freaked out. Right. But
0: you got to think for a minute. The You're great like, Frisco okay, freaked out. what we need to do out. here? <laughs> to bring it back. That's called a callback. That's a moment. callback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, Act 3 was pretty short for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Um, so that... Yeah, that kind of wraps things up, I think. But you're so, right, they,
2: didn't, they never wrapped up the kid story. Yeah. They just let it...
0: Just kind of sit there. Yeah. Which, well, I don't know, I mean, and as far as kids, like... That's how that goes. You know, I kids. feel like, okay, we have a solution, let's move on. Yeah. But yeah. They're not going to really dwell on it they have a or short anything, so, span, so maybe that like does that. make sense. But to hear that reveal that originally it was supposed to be Ralph that told them all what was going on, it's like, that doesn't make no. sense. <laughs>
3: Funny.
0: Funny. Funny. but it doesn't make sense
1: ralph wouldn't even don't know they where do to something begin?
2: similar later on though where like ralph essentially like solves the whole problem isn't it the one where he gets elected president
0: yeah i think it is and it's
2: just like all right yep <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah give it a shot
0: all right so you guys got anything else to add
1: no no
0: all right um cory do you see the ratings at the bottom there
1: in its original broadcast, Grandpa vs. Sexual Inadequacy, finished 58th in the ratings for the week of November 28th to December 4th, 1994, with a Nielsen rating of 9.5. The episode was the third highest rated show on the Fox Network that week. Also, was Grandpa in the house the whole time? When? Well, because he couldn't oh, get Homer home because of his army training. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: oh, that's a good thought. Yes. Yeah, because I was thinking he went back. But no, no you're right. He can't yeah.
2: drive.
0: He was just stuck there the whole yeah. time. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, the house is very clearly abandoned. <laughs>
2: like, it's a little interesting that the house is so abandoned and nothing has happened. Nobody, like, they didn't sell the farmhouse to there anybody? There were no squatters? Yes, no squatter. right. Well, he did say he lost it
0: from the... The bank took it from them. They foreclosed on it, yeah. but still, you would think the bank would have resold it. Yeah. Also, how?
2: It. I mean, how old was Homer when they finally moved and got rid of the house? Because Homer doesn't re- doesn't recognize the house at all. Right. And that's a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. he's old enough to understand the TV and like get that whole conversation. So I feel like it was a little surprising that Homer wouldn't.
0: I mean, based on what they showed of Homer, I would say he was probably. Five or six, yeah, like five or six, and mm-hmm. for that age, you don't remember a ton.
3: But,
2: but I feel like you'd recognize, that right? House you,
0: maybe Homer's no, had a Homer's lot. Homer's not of, a smart. man. He's had a lot of head trauma too. That's true. <laughs> so there's also that
2: TBI is a serious thing.
0: <laughs> but all right, so yeah, I think that kind of takes us to the end of this one. Um, well, a lot faster than I thought it was yeah, going to. Yeah, it's but, it's a pretty it's a pretty speedy episode. But um, but and I also thought that it was fairly. Like, all three acts were pretty evenly distributed. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, like, Act 3 didn't have, quote-unquote, a lot happening, it still, like, spanned a decent amount of time.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, right.
0: like, I feel like so many times we're watching these and they're like, oh, Act 1, it was very heavy Act 1, or it was very heavy Act 2, or something like that. Yeah, and no, it was pretty balanced. This one I felt You're like right. it was pretty, pretty mm-hmm. well balanced.
2: You're but. right. Act 1's the whole setup of the... Sex life thing mm-hmm. 2 is like them going into business and mm-hmm. also their relationship deteriorating. Right. Homer and Abe's. And then 3 is the wrap up too. Right. So
0: all okay, right, so let's talk our thoughts on this episode. Corey, you picked it. So yeah. why don't you tell us A why you picked this episode and B your thoughts on
1: it. Guys, you should know I picked this episode cuz it's a grandpa episode. I love grandpa.
0: So let me ask you like yeah. you didn't really have any Recollection of really what this episode was about.
1: I knew it was about the sex tonic.
0: Right. Um. Did you forget about the Homer yeah. Abe connection and all of that?
1: No, no, oh. because I knew it was about the uh, Homer saying that Abe was a bad parent, and I knew that the line I use, I'm using my whole ass, came from this. <laughs> um i remember the conspiracy theories because as i said i love me a good conspiracy theory but don't come at me tom DeLong, because i don't want to be your friend um it's not all right to tell me what you think about me um and positive feedback only (laughs) (laughs) and uh no i i liked i knew what i was getting into okay I, it was. Does that answer the question? Yeah. I
2: forget what the question was. So,
0: and then basically, essentially, you picked it because it was a grandpa episode.
2: Yes. And then. How does this rate against other grandpa episodes? Or, I
0: like, your think, overall thoughts of the episode?
2: I
1: think my favorite grandpa episode is Mrs. Bouvier's Lover.
2: Mm. I would have thought Hellfish.
1: That's that's probably second. But it's, it's a good grandpa episode. But I. Here's the one thing I knew I was getting into, but I thought there would be more grandpa. Hmm. I want more grandpa, not
2: less grandpa. That's a very Abe heavy episode. Yes. All Abe. But overall, you like this episode. Yeah. That's why I you picked it. it. I don't pick episodes I don't
1: like.
0: <laughs> Touche. Uh, for me, yeah, like, I mean, story wise, again, I feel like this is a very solid episode. The writing for this is very good. They set up everything um, very well. And then really the only thing that they didn't close, which we've already talked about, was the whole kid thing. But then maybe there's a reason for that, as we've already discussed. Mm -hmm. But this is a very good example of what The Simpsons does well. Mm -hmm. You know, it has... Even though sometimes maybe not so timely now... Um, you know, like the Al Gore references. People
2: probably. Oh no, don't that's still timely. That is. Everybody. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, we'll like
0: kids—they're not going to know.
1: Kids know. I knew he was the vice president. Kids at that know. Time. Yes,
0: at that time. But
1: Hang I'm saying now. Hang on Oh yeah, now it is. Hang on like, a minute, Lou.
2: To... Lou, come here. I have a question. Bringing in an actual kid.
1: <laughs> London. <laughs> not
2: quite, but. <laughs> She's ignoring us. Hello. She's sleeping.
1: I know you hear me.
2: She snuck out the
0: window with Dean. Oh no. Leave it alone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it also has some really good laughs in it. Like I said, that Al Gore joke is probably one of my favorite jokes. The getaway scene, the chase show. scene too, when they're yes. chasing him in the car, just I always turn do. off. The and music. when he's
2: like, his picture's on the bottle. It's yes. just a very yes. funny little bit, but so. Hey, can I,
1: hear I have a question
2: for you. <laughs> <laughs> Come
0: here.
1: What? Come here. Oh, here we go. We got her out. Question. Do you know who Al Gore is?
2: Isn't he the dude who like started warning everybody about climate change and then everybody was like, "Hey, you're insane." And he tried to run for like president, I want to say. Huh?
0: Yeah. That's or they pretty had good. Lost That's a pretty. Against
3: like what was it, Bush? Yeah. Red wow.
0: Bush? Look at you. Well done.
3: You America's did it. school system you did working again. Now, a... oh, go the, ahead. This
0: is a big ass. The, not a big ass, but this is something I don't think you're going to know. But I'm going to try to give you bonus points here. Do you know what a hanging chat is? Okay.
1: <laughs> it's a gag on How I Met Your Mother,
0: isn't it? That's why Al Gore lost. Because, well, that's what some people think. Because there was ballots in Florida. There was a little so punch, Florida. punch ballot. And it didn't completely get ripped off. And so it was hanging there, and they threw out all those ballots. So people also, say that he lost because Al
1: Gore was vice president under Bill Clinton. But okay. well
2: but overall, done, overall very well yes, done. Yes, well done. You had much more than we thought.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. We we were wondering if kids even knew who Al Gore was. Thank you, was. small child. Yes. <laughs> Thank
0: the, you, small twenty-three-year-old child. child on the
2: streets. <laughs> bit. That's a new section of our podcast. <laughs> Child on the streets. Uh, yes. Maybe careful with that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll pull back a little. No bit van that. to collect them, please. Yeah.
1: Let's let's not <laughs> let's workshop that name of this that part of the segment. Uh, child. <laughs> <laughs> child who comes out of the room because they're forced to. All
0: right. Dumb but, kid
1: yeah. questions. Dumb kid questions.
0: But yeah, ultimately, I found this episode to be very enjoyable, Um, was surprised how much I didn't remember about this episode. Um, Was it, I'm
1: using my whole ass? Wow.
0: (laughs) And also, you know, I was a little concerned when it was brought up that we were doing this, because I was like, is it going to fit within the tone of the show? I think
2: it works. And
0: it does, I mean... I watched
2: it as a kid. Granted,
0: I mean, I think it's a little bit... Certain things I didn't
2: understand. Right. Like...
0: And it's definitely a little bit racier than some the of the The film other festival stuff, bit is
2: much funnier as an adult. Yes, I'm sure 100%. I didn't really totally get it as a kid. But but
0: no, I I think it it went okay and, and I oh. think we did our right dealing with that.
1: So. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's nice you think it went okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, meant, more, I meant I meant the actual a more racier episode. And I, I meant the actual episode, not us recording. It.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, like this a,
0: episode is that's just a top train wreck tier all the
3: time. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: But all right, and Patrick, your thoughts?
2: Um, I enjoy it. It's it's not my favorite Abe episode, but you're as you said, like there's those bits. I, I enjoy the Al Gore book being scanned. It's very comical. Um, the the conspiracy theory stuff of the kids is is good, and I what what I remember really most was just like them going on the road and trying to sell the medicine, which right. I think is. Mm-hmm is a funny little callback, because it's like, who in the world would... Even in 94, who in the world is doing that? Like, right. medicine shows. And especially all these, like, backwoods, like...
1: And...
0: Bumpkin places, right. you know? Yeah,
2: they're really driving. And
1: I love the old-timey reference uh-huh. of the medicine show. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for old-timey references. Yep. It's
2: funny, it's good... As you said, it's good writing. Like, it's all solid. They were definitely... In their stride here in season six, because season six is surrounded with lots of good episodes. Oh
3: gosh. Too.
0: When I was going through Disney Plus, you know, getting to mm-hmm. this, and I'm looking, I'm like, that one, that right? One, and then Fear of one, Flying comes one, right after one. it, like, and I'm like, so man, there's some ones. really good ones in season six. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: we'll be back
0: for season six. Yes. So all right. So uh, moving on here, before we get into our Act Four, um, we have invited a guest for our next episode. So it's going to be our uh, our good friend Carl Duty, who has been on before. So this will be his second time coming on. Oh. And we've actually left it up to him in which episode he would like to cover. I guess this should be the part where I like put a little part in aye where aye he aye. says it, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, he's But I'm
1: advanced. not going to do that.
0: So the episode he has chosen is from season two. Episode 20, The War of the Simpsons,
2: um, Queen of the another, another marital strife episode. Yes, yeah, that's
0: what Patrick brought up. So interesting. So we look forward to uh, recording that one with Carl in the near future and are excited to get that out to you. He only picked this because he wants to say
3: Queen, Queen of the Heart. He 100%. wants to yeah. act that bit
0: out. Guaranteed. It's the
3: yeah.
2: only he Because he,
0: <laughs> li- he did not tell me. War of the Simpsons. No, he, he said, said "I want, Queen, I of want Queen of the Harpies." <laughs> Which is
2: a—it's a funny episode on its it own. It is. I'm it has been a while since I've seen that one, so I'll yes. be interested to see what I rediscover. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: So, all right. So that is to come in the very near future. All right. So before we jump out of here, Act Four. Uh, Patrick, why don't you start us off with Act Four?
2: Um. Well, uh, since I mean it's been quite a while since we've recorded, but uh, Black Mirror—the new season of Black Mirror came out, and it is. Oh. It's not all great. Yeah. The first first one. 3 or 4 fun. episodes are oh. real. The last two I wasn't I wasn't in love with. It I was agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. it was good stories. But man, the first two or three, especially the first cow. one. The first one was hilarious oh, and so, so good deep and meta. It was very good like it's Netflix is picking on themselves in it. Yeah. Um, Aaron
1: Paul in the Aaron
2: third Paul one. Aaron Paul in the third one. Pfft. Excellent. And like even that's...
1: Josh Hartnett.
2: Josh Hartnett was good. It was great in that it too. It was, it was the, like I said, but the first three, the first, Kate Mara first three episodes. I know. I, I was <laughs> not happy about that. Until you get to the end of the episode, yes. then you're like, all right. I'm surprised
1: I didn't get a text from you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you guys had watched it. Right. I didn't want to spoil it. But yeah, I uh, audience, I... I'm not going to make a secret out of it. I don't like Kate Mara. I don't like her either. I, we, there was a, what were we, we were at the theater and you to see a preview of, I think it was The Martian. Yes. A trailer the for Martian, The Martian. Or
0: was it Fantastic Four?
2: It was one of those terrible movies. Not, ter- <laughs> no, Martian was not terrible. Martian was actually, in fact, great. But I make no... Secret of the fact that I hate Kate Mara, and she showed up on the screen for a, during a trailer, and I was like, "Ugh, she's terrible!" Like, I just can't stand her. I don't know why it is. Her sister's awesome, amazing, yes. I love Rudy Mara. She's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, it's the 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 first one, the second one with the where they uh the like the trying to figure out the murder, like the true crime one. Yes, that was Solid, so good. Non-play. My only complaint about
0: that second one was I felt like it wasn't really Black Mirror. No, it was, de- know, it they, was pretty, like, I mean, granted, there is a reveal at yeah. the end, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, half the half the season like that, is but... definitely
2: not really tech-minded the way Black right. Mirror usually is. Like, first one, Joan is awful, absolutely yes. very tech-heavy.
0: And also, going along with Black Mirror, horrifying, because you're like, you we're not that far from that. Right, like, right. that could happen.
2: Right, watching it, I was like, man, ChatGPT is already, like, getting us halfway there. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy. Right. Um, And, like, deep fakes and stuff like and that. And Michael
1: Sarah. And Joan is off. That was so good. amazing. So good. Yeah,
2: And then when they hit the, the reveal at the end, I don't want to spoil it for people, but man, when you, when it makes that switch and you realize what's going on, you're like, oh my gosh! Right.
0: And that's what makes a great Black yes, Mirror episode. Exactly. And so I feel the second one didn't really have that.
2: No, it had the twist, but It was still enough. really good. Don't right. get me
0: wrong, I really enjoyed it, but I remember after I said to Corey, I'm like, not really a Black Mirror episode. Yeah,
2: and then the space one... With Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett. And that one
0: was kind of, mm-hmm. I felt like it was kind of boring. And then but when you get man, to the end, it, yeah. like the end is the payoff for that one.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. I Honestly, I would say those three episodes alone are better than the previous season. Yes. Because right. I don't remember much from the previous season. I remember Miley Cyrus being in an episode, and that's a was, all I remember. There,
1: there was that weird Anthony Mackie one, though. Yeah. Him and his buddy. <sighs> that was... It. was... It was a good it idea. It was so
2: uncomfortable, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. it really... Yeah. But anyway, so Black Mirror, excellent. i um, very happy to see that come back. It's always... Again, even the episodes I didn't like in the season, or that weren't my favorites, are still really good episodes. Right.
0: All right. Um, so for me, um, I've been talking about it a lot, so this will be the last time I talk about it for a while. The all. In... No. I played in the 11-Day Power Play yesterday, um... He didn't die. I didn't die. I did actually pretty well. It was nice cuz we had a very large bench. So we actually had three full <laughs> forward lines. 3-4 <laughs> forward lines, three full defensive lines, so it actually went pretty well. Um can't say enough about the presentation of everything and them putting it together it was just a wonderful experience. They really did a good job kind of making you feel special to the point of they even had in the locker room, you had your own specific stall with your name uh, up above and everything. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. So again, thank you to everybody who did contribute. I made over $700, which wow. was great. Um, my goal was 500 so definitely went well and above that. So thank you all for your support. Um, my team ended up raising about $26,000. Um, together, which was also pretty amazing. And it was also revealed throughout the um, uh, playing of the 11 days because it actually did finish yesterday. Since 2017, they've now raised $10 million towards cancer research and benefiting Oshai Children's Hospital and Camp Good Days and uh, Roswell Park. So um, again, thank you for all of that. And like I said, it was just a ton of fun to be a part of. And honestly, like my heart is feeling very full right now. Uh, The week before, we went and saw my brother in Ohio, and that had been a very long time since I've been able to spend some time with him, and as Corey mentioned, the thing that was very nice about it is, you know, sometimes they'll come into town here, but they're so busy with trying to see this person and that person, and they're going all over the place, or we're at a gathering where it's a bunch of us, and, you know, we get a few minutes to talk to them, but then they have to talk to other people and everything, so it was really nice. Got to spend several days um, just hanging out with him, and We went to a concert, a nice festival concert. We saw No Effects' last tour. Um, So if you know who they are, they are a punk band started in the 80s. And my brother and I have always really liked them. So had a really good time there. Again, it was very well organized, which I was very nervous about because it was essentially a beer festival. But everything was put together very well. We actually met some really cool people. um, And some of them we actually kind of became friends with through the weekend. And
1: And tell them what else you did.
0: Oh, I went into a mosh pit for the first time in, like, probably 15 years. You are too or old for years, that. I know.
2: <laughs> but I in survived. The, in, the, in the words of, who's the guy from, I'm blanking on it now, Murtaugh. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yes, yes. I'm too old for this, old for this stuff.
2: <laughs> but
0: I wasn't in there long. Just went in for, like, half a song. But then I did end up going up to the front of the stage and was, like, just all crammed in and... I was walked out and was covered in everyone else's sweat other than mine and was just like, man, I kind of miss this, but not going to make it a regular thing, but it was fun to be a part of it You again don't have the
2: bone density to do that regularly. <laughs> hey, there was a guy in there that was probably
0: about 10 or 15 years older than me. Whew. So I was like, props on him. So, and uh, obviously, Corey stayed very far away from that. Yeah, she no, said, thank yeah, you. you go, you go have fun. I'm staying here. So, yep. So, no but no, cool. definitely feeling... You know very good with things <laughs> cory and i have seen several concerts in june maybe too many but um and we've seen some really good ones still got some other ones coming up and it's just yeah, been a good couple want? weeks
2: 15 already this is Georgia no 15? it's gonna
0: be about 15 for the whole summer Whew. we just did um tonight i'm going to see metric with kaylin that'll be number 12 or 13 i forget which one it is but so it's been a good time it's been a good couple weeks uh-huh. so um, very happy with all that. So, all right. Sorry, Corey, go ahead.
1: Um. Well, my act for. I I know you said one thing, but I can't. I, can't. I just did two. I can't, because, I'm listening. I've been listening to two podcasts. One I've already finished. It's called Scamanda. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast. It's about a girl, Amanda C. Riley, who convinced everyone, like elaborately convinced everyone she had cancer and scammed people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is a story of what she did and how she got caught. It's only eight episodes. The podcast I'm on on now is called The Pact. It's about an awful lady named Kelly Cochran, and let me find the tagline because when i read you the tagline you'll either be in or you'll be out <laughs> the tagline for the pact is love marriage murder cannibalism all right i mean once that again, all flows
0: together i would yeah. say
1: once again spotify apple but wherever you find your podcast and
0: are you sure th- that's not about army hammer
1: no, it is not. Okay. That's House of Hammer, which is on Discovery <laughs> Plus, and you should watch that too. What a wild ride! What a scumbag! <laughs> um, Electric Mayhem on Disney Plus. Just, oh, the new
2: um, yes. yes. I was wondering if you were going Carl to. Carl was that actually out. mentioning that the, the last time I saw him.
1: It it what a wonderful ride of nostalgia. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's tons of fun, and family friendly. Is it better than the most recent? Muppet stuff. That I never tried, saw the, most the, the ABC ones. show is not. Good. I never saw it. But.
1: Anders Holm is in it. You know, that's my homie. Durs. He plays a guy who may be a scumbag. Maybe he's not.
0: We're don't you know yet. Yeah, we're not all the way. Ah. Uh,
1: uh, Lily sings in it. Animal says Nora like Grandma and Aquafina is Nora from Queens.
0: But the other <laughs> thing is too, like as of this point, it's just the band. Yeah, ah. we haven't seen like anyone huh. else, like no Kermit, no nothing. I mean, I don't know if it's going to stay that way.
1: And but you know, up to this point, Doctor Teeth is based on Doctor Hook, who I love.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it, it has I'm been 80. a fun ride. It has been a fun ride.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's very, very good. And Caleb can watch it too, mm-hmm. but don't listen to that podcast, Caleb. It's not for you.
0: <laughs> All right. So thank you. All right. Me? Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank Unless you. Unless you got more to add. Nope. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate you being here. Um, we hope that uh, you're having fun with us. I mean, we're certainly what? having fun doing this. You know, no. you can have fun listening to something.
1: If you're if you're having fun with us, we're going to call the cops on you.
0: <laughs> but. Um, Before we get out of here, uh, once again, if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, get us on email. So it's come to this pod at gmail.com on Instagram. So it's come to this underscore pod and on Facebook. So it's come with the number to this
1: only compliments, please.
0: (laughs) Um, Of course, you can find our show on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. While you're there, please make sure to like and subscribe. Um, and we are also part of this super team of pop culture craze podcasters, artists, and musicians, where we are all united to spread the gospel of rad stuff at Rad Pantheon, and you can find us and them on radpantheon.com.
2: Some pretty cool stuff there, so go check it out.
1: Our fragile egos can't take any criticism.
2: Yes. Unless it's against me, then I'll just fight you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, and also just a quick shout out. We mentioned yeah. it at the beginning. We'll do it again real quick. Um, Corey and I uh Cory was on two episodes of the Boogeyman's Closet.
1: Because they like me more.
0: And I was on one with Cory, so we did one together. So if you'd like to see that, you can find them. I know they're on Podbean, but you can pretty much find them wherever now as well, just about wherever you find your podcast, and that's Boogeyman's Closet if you're interested. So all right, so without any further ado, why don't we get out of here? Adios
1: Oh. Oh, now Patrick's pointing at me. Goodbye. Goodbye, at. friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We'll smell you later, everyone. And I guess next. I missed that, because I don't remember ever really being that fascinated with that kind of stuff. Maybe around that age, like, I got really big into, like, that was probably, no, I think I was younger than that when I was really into, like, dinosaurs and stuff like <laughs> that, but, which obviously isn't a conspiracy,
1: but... And no, dinosaurs happened. Yes, they did. Guys, or did they? Or dinosaurs did they? Have
2: you ever seen one?
1: Well, no, because they're is extinct.
2: Well, there you go. Yeah, that's what they want you to believe.
1: <laughs> well... They want me to believe it because it's true.
2: Cue the X-Files music.
1: <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> um, Can you keep it down? We're podcasting. <laughs> they
0: don't
1: know. <laughs> Where are they supposed to
0: know? We'll
2: just give it a little pause. Listen,
0: it's not like we have a sign up that says quiet we're podcasting.
2: We should. We need a uh, the like the studio side. Yes. Like the red light is on. Yeah, yep. we'll put a red light outside Wait, maybe I'm not going to put a
0: red light outside our house It's ah, not a good idea. That's not
3: that part of MT <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>